0: In today's show, I'm going to be previewing week six in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked Fantasy Basketball. I'm trying to look ahead to week six. In the NBA, there's probably going to be postponements and some, uh, or not, not cancellations, there's going to be some postponements, most likely. The NBA, look, getting out ahead of things and saying, well, if you've got issues, we're going to you know, knock you out for three games or so. That seems to be the the move at this point, and that, that happened to Memphis, and we'll talk about them in a second, but we'll try and give Base this on how the schedule currently looks before uh, Saturday's games. That's where we're looking to get you in early to try and understand how to sort of plan out for the week ahead. So let's talk about that right now. And let's start with how the week actually looks at this point. 19 teams, so the vast majority, almost two-thirds of the league, are playing four games this week. So you're probably going to have some um, decisions where you might have to choose between a couple of players playing four games in your weekly lineups. Ten teams play three games, and one team, that is the old Memphis Grizzlies, they have only the two games. So there's really no, none of the Grizzlies players who are going to be worthwhile start options in weekly leagues, including Jar Morant. And that's not because Ja Morant's not good. It's because two-thirds of the league plays plays four games. Like, if we had six teams playing four games and everyone else playing three, then the Grizzlies, 2 wouldn't look that bad. But when you compare it to almost 20 teams playing four games, two games out of the Grizzlies, out of Valentunas and Morant, and then you're further down to Brandon Clark and... Uh, uh, Sorry, Dylan Brooks, um, guys like that. Yeah, it's really hard to put them into a weekly lineup. So that's how it all sits. The teams playing for, the paces. they probably have the best schedule out of the lot. Two games against the Hornets, and then they play the Raptors and the Sixers. Then you've got the Magic, the Raptors, the Warriors, the Hornets, the Sixers, the Pelicans, Heat, Nets, Spurs, Lakers, Wolves, Wizards, Cavs, Pistons, Clippers, Nuggets, Mavericks, Jazz. All of those teams play four games this week, and that leaves the Bucks, Kings, Rockets, Blazers, Bulls, Celtics, Hawks, Suns, Knicks, and Thunder with three games this week. The Lakers, all four of their games this week are on the road. All four of the Pelicans games this week are at home. Well, interestingly, the Clippers, all four of their games are on the road as well. I believe the Lakers are on a seven-game road trip at the moment. So that's how the the week uh, looks at this point. Let's move ahead now to how the games actually break down on a day-by-day basis. And we've got some real monsters coming up this week. 10 games on Monday. Look, most of these you'll probably end up, the big days will probably go from 10 down to 9. But as it stands, 10 games on Monday. Just a puny three on Tuesday. An absolute thick hog of a 13 on Wednesday, 4 on Thursday, 10 on Friday, and then a nice light weekend, 8 on Saturday, and 6 on Sunday. So the days we're looking to stream, if you don't know what streaming is, Google it. I explained it on last week's weekly preview show as well. If you are playing fantasy, you need to know what streaming is. I'm not going to explain it on every single episode, but if you need to stream in, Tuesday is the day to do it, Thursday is the day to do it, Saturday and Sunday are the days to do it. Uh going to be impossible to do it on a Wednesday, and it's going to be really tough on a Monday and on Friday with those 10 games on. So we've got four streaming days. Have a look at how many acquisition limits you have for the week, and then you can plan ahead how many streaming spots you got. If you've only got three acquisitions that you can make for the week, then you've got to really pay attention to -to back-to-backs and getting the most out of that. If you've got seven acquisitions for the week, you've got four days you can stream. So you should probably have two streaming spots where you can stream in two blokes on Tuesday, two on Thursday, or maybe you do two Thursday, two Saturday, and then uh, two Sunday or in one Tuesday, something like that. Saving more acquisitions for the end of the week when you know what categories you need to attack or what categories you need to defend. I think that's probably the way to do it, especially with only three games on Tuesday. Your streaming options are less than what they are on a Sunday, for example. So I'd be trying to save acquisitions for those higher volume stream days. Two Thursday, two Saturday, two Sunday, one Tuesday if you've got seven for the week, for example. Um, Let's have a look at what teams we're looking to stream. The Clippers, they have three games on those low-volume days, and the Rockets, all three of the Rockets' games this week are on the low-volume days. Now, the Rockets, they are getting John Wall back, but we don't know. We hope that Christian Wood is back, but that could mean some value for DeMarcus Cousins. Um, The Rockets do have, I believe, no back-to-back, so we're not getting the absence of Victor Oladipo there, so the value of guys like Jay Sean Tate, Sterling, Brown... Um, those sort of players is limited there. But you can still add a Jay Sean Tate for those three streaming days. You can add PJ Tucker. You can try DeMarcus Cousins for those days. And with three games, and if you take a Rockets player on Tuesday, you can get them on Tuesday, you get them on Thursday, and you get them on Saturday. You're missing the Wednesday and Friday big volume day. So that's one acquisition for a Rockets player on Tuesday and three games out of that acquisition, which is awesome. It's not quite... The same for the Clippers because they have Tuesday, Thursday, and then Sunday, so you miss out that Saturday stream spot, but still some pretty good value. The rest of these teams that I'm going to mention have two games this week uh, for streaming. The Warriors, the Heat, the Lakers, the Wizards, the Pistons, the Jazz, the Blazers, the Suns, and the New York Knickerbockers. They have two games on volume, low-volume days, so you're looking at yeah plenty of options there. Eric Pascal for the Warriors. For the Heat, Kalilinic, who should be rostered anyway. Maybe Kendrick Nunn, depending on Jimmy Butler's status. The Lakers is KCP. The Wizards could be anyone. We just don't know who's going to play. It could be um, Hal Neto. It could be Anthony Gill. It could be Jerome Robinson. For the Pistons, you're looking at DeLon Wright. For the Jazz, you're looking at Joe Ingles. The Blazers, you're looking at Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. The Suns, we're looking at Dario Saric, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder. The Knicks, we're looking at uh, Reggie Bullock. We're looking at maybe Emmanuel quickly. We're looking at Nerland's Noel. So there's some options that can give you a couple of games over the course of the week. Look at back-to-backs. 22 teams have a back-to-back, including Sunday-Monday and also including uh, Sunday-Monday heading into the end of the week. The Hornets and the Spurs have two back-to-backs this week. They're the only team that has the two back-to-backs. The Hornets have one on Sunday—well, this Sunday and Monday, and then Wednesday, Thursday— Again, you're taking advantage of that depending on your acquisition limits is important because you can add a guy and they get two games in two days, assuming you have the roster spot. So you could add a Hornets player for Sunday. And if you've got an open roster spot for Monday, you can add that player in. And say, it's a Miles Bridges. You can add him in, and he plays on the Sunday to end your weekly matchup this week, and then you get him for free for one game to start next week on the Monday. There are a bunch of teams who have that Sunday-Monday ending week five, starting week six. You've got the Hornets, the Spurs, the Cavs, the Pacers, the Magic, the Raptors, they all have that week ending back to back. As do the Boston Celtics. Now, for the Celtics, that's not great news for say Kemba Walker, because you probably won't play in that um, in that back to back. But you got like guys like Tyus or Thompson, or you could take a flyer on a Rob Williams, or you look at Peyton Pritchard, depending on where, he's here, where his knee sits. But there's some back to backs to start uh, to start the week. Um, The other back-to-backs that we have are, yeah, some of them are are those weird volume days. Uh, So you've got a Tuesday, Wednesday for the uh, the Wizards. But on Wednesday, there's 13 games. So if you add Jerome Robinson, you're not going to play him on Thursday. So it's not really useful to have that. The Jazz with a Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe adding Ingles, he can be of use on the Wednesday. But in general, you try and avoid those sort of, um, those options. Now, in terms of teams we have to be careful of, who have back-to-backs. It's important to note for players resting. The Wizards had that back-to-back, so that could mean one fewer game of Russell Westbrook if he even plays at all. Uh, The Pistons means one fewer game of Blake Griffin. The Celtics, who only play three games for the week. um, Where are they? I'm just trying to find... Uh, yeah, the Celtics only play three games for the week, so Kemba Walker probably only has a two-game week. The Thunder, Al Horford, if he is back, he's been sitting back-to-backs, but their back-to-back is Sunday, Monday. Not sure he's even going to be a part of that regardless, but he could see see his week down to only two games, so it's probably only one game, to be honest, for Horford, given uh, his absence with the, the birth of his child. So they are important things to do, and of course, important news to be able to keep updated on to see whether the guys like Horford are, in fact, back in action. If we're looking at... Um, where we stream and we look at pseudo back-to-backs as I like to call them. Tuesday, Thursday, the Clippers and the Rockets. You add a player on Tuesday from either of those teams. On Wednesday, you don't have an active roster spot and then you play them again on Thursday. And then on the Thursday, Saturday pseudo back-to-back, there's a bunch of teams. The Heat, the Blazers, the Pistons, the Lakers, the Rockets and the Suns. I already talked about the Rockets earlier saying you can add a guy on Tuesday and get three games for the price of one. But all these other players that I talked about, all these other teams that I talked about, the Heat, the Blazers, Pistons, all those guys I mentioned earlier, that Thursday, Saturday is where you get the value there. And then unfortunately, as the NBA likes to do, there's no back-to-back on Saturday, Sunday. So you can't get the two-for-one to end the week, unfortunately, there. Let's have a look at some players in weekly leagues who could be worth adding. Doug McDermott from the Indiana Pacers. They're starting him at small forward at the moment, and they have four games. Uh, Yeah, two of those are on the volume days, but it doesn't really matter. Actually, all all, three of them are on volume days, but in a weekly, that makes no difference. When someone like McDermott, just with the games volume, and I don't really like McDermott as a fantasy option, but if he plays 30 plus minutes, he could score 15 a night, which is like 60 total points for the week. Maybe he gets you... Eight threes across four games? Maybe you get you 10 threes across four games. There is value in that. Paddy Beverly has the four games for the Clippers. He's a guy that's available in a category league. That might be worth looking at. Jinglin Joe Ingles, another player who's available, who I think the four games can work out in a weekly league. And then TJ McConnell, much like McDermott, the four games, the good value, the high pace games, and then his ability to generate assists and steals really does provide good value for you. In a points league, Jeremy Lamb, a guy that's available, great opportunity. Now, I didn't include him in the category league because he's been rostered in a lot of spots. I'm still not convinced he's going to be a top 100 player, but he's worth taking a flyer on. Kelly Olenek, Cole Anthony, and Doug McDermott are also some guys in points leagues who are available in uh, quite a big chunk of leagues who I think are going to have some pretty good value for at least this week, and in the case of guys like Olenek, uh, probably a little bit longer if you look at players that you can sit in a category league, Al Horford, as I already mentioned, Kendrick Nunn, the Heat only have um they have four games, but we're assuming that Butler and Bradley and Hero return during the week, so none might have value at the start of the week and play two big games, and then he might play 20 games in the last two games of the week, which would obviously severely impact his value, and yeah, that's he plays on Monday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, where he, maybe he doesn't even play uh, in all three of those games, so while the numbers have been really good, if those other players come back, his value disappears, Rui Hachimura, um, a, a guy that's probably not even going to play with the the COVID stuff, so a guy that yeah, has a lot of popularity that I wouldn't recommend playing. And then Kyle Anderson and a bunch of other Grizzlies players, Jonas Valanciunas, as I mentioned earlier, Ja Moran. Those guys are guys that we sit in uh, weekly leagues for this week. In points leagues, similar sort of stuff. The Grizzlies players, Al Horford, Kemba Walker, and Robert Covington, I think is worth a sit with the Blazers playing only the three games, and him not being the greatest in terms of value in a points league format. Lastly, let's look at some players in deep leagues. These are rostered in under 10% of advanced leagues. TJ McConnell looks to be a good ad for the week. Josh Akogi is rostered basically nowhere, and he is a starter in Minnesota. James Ennis has taken over the starting job from Dwayne Bacon in Orlando. He doesn't do huge amounts, but in 16-team leagues, I think there's value there. And then Harl Neto is probably going to get opportunities to start with uh, Russell Westbrook out. At least he'll get one opportunity because there is a back-to-back, and Neto should be able to get 30-plus minutes and provide good enough value. He might even push into 14-team leagues there, Neto but he has some value there for us. That'll do it for me today, guys. Subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.